So this is part two from the teaching last week that I am going to deliver shortly. My text is taken from Acts chapter 9 and I'm just going to read from verse 1 to 7. Last week on the 9th of August I read from verse 1, Acts chapter 9 verse 1 to 21. But this week I am just going to take my text from Acts chapter 9 verse 1 to 7 and I read. And Paul, Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell on the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. So as I mentioned before, this teaching is not for the rebel soul. This teaching is not for the guy who did not sleep night or day until he murders children of God and stone them. This word is not for the rebel who bombards the governor and chief high priest's office with requests to authorise letters and their approval to maim and tie up and gag and um, children of God to prevent them from entering the temple of God to worship him. This word and teaching are not for the astute or for the philosophers of the Epicureans and of the stoic educated or the rebel soul that cripples the body of Christ with havoc and fear. This word or teaching is for the converted, rehabilitated, renewed, transformed, changed, born again, spirit-filled, chosen vessel unto the Lord. This teaching is to the converted soul, the vessel who God has chosen to bear the Lord's name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, the open-eyed soul, the preacher calls straight to straighten things out, the writer and author of the New Testament and prisoner for Christ Jesus, the history maker, the viper destroyer, the loaded apostle. But Pastor Sandra, shouldn't you be teaching Saul first before you teach Paul? Yes, that is true. Saul's experience is important. I am not removing Saul from the equation. Saul is a good experience. 
Saul is a good point of contact, but Saul is not the child or the children of God's resting place. Saul's experience is good, but it is not for this season, children of God, or the season for children of God to rest or to be put in quarantine or to be put in seclusion or a confinement or separation. I have come to announce to the devil, Paul is not for furlough this season. Apostle Paul has great and mighty works to do. Apostle Paul cannot afford or cannot afford to waste time to look back at former things, what he did, how he did it, who he killed, who he maimed, who he hurt, who got mutilated, who he gagged, why he did it, how he did it. The things that are killing the body of Christ, children of God, is Egypt. God has delivered us from Egypt. Although God has delivered us from Egypt, children of God are allowing the experience of Egypt to suffocate us. The enemy is causing us to focus what happened in the past more than where we are going. And this season, we need to focus on where we are going. The enemy is holding us there too long. We are staying in Lodibar too long. Paul said, Philippians 3 verses 14, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That is where we are going, children of God. That is where we must go and what we must press for. And I like the word press. Deco, spelling D-I-O-K-O, but pronounced D-E-E-O-K-E. Dioke is the Greek word for press. Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark for the price of high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Dioke means to pursue, to ensue. Pursue and ensue is to follow after. This is what the Greek says. Pursue and ensue is to follow after, even in sufferings or persecutions. You don't stop there. You still follow. You press through and you ensue. In other words, the apostle is letting us to know, I will ensue. I will follow after. I will succeed. I will supervene. Even though I'm suffering, I will charge. Even if I'm facing sufferings and persecution, I will press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So how do we obtain this, Pastor Sandra? We need the conversion experience, children of God. How do we obtain this? We need the conversion experience in verse 6 verse 6 and he trembling and astonished said lord what will thou have me to do and the lord said unto him arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do you see children of god god is telling children of god to arise i'm sure you've heard it many times he's telling you arise do this 
go there. I want you to go back to your parents' house. I want you to submit yourself to them. I want you to go back to your teacher. I want you to go back to your mom. I want you to go back to your parents and say, forgive me. Release a blessing upon me. I want you to do this. He said to Saul, arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. That is the response Papa God is wanting children of God to respond. This is how he wants us to respond. That is the response Papa God is interested to hear from children of God. Saul said, Lord, is that you? And what will thou have me to do? Papa God is not interested in what you did before. Papa God is not interested in what in our past. Papa God is not interested in what or 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 how messed up we are. God Papa God knows he don't you think he knows that children of God? God or or oh God I have been a mess. How do you how how oh could I how could you love me? Don't ask God that question, children of God. Don't ask him how could he love because the Bible says even before the foundation of the earth, he knew about you. He knew we were going to be a mess. He knew we are a mess. He knew we were born and created in sin and shape in iniquity. So he knew. Yes, he knew. Um, don't, so don't ask him, how could he love me? I used to ask those questions. And he said to me one day, don't ask me those questions because I knew about you even before the foundation of the earth. Guess what he said to me? I knew about you before your mom met your dad. Wow. He said, I knew about you. And I still love you. And he said to me, if you were the only one on the face of the earth, I would still send Jesus to die for you. Wow. So don't ask him, how could he love me? I'm so bitter. I've done so much evil. Look at what I've done. I am worse than the coronavirus. You know, children of God, I heard um, children of God making these statements. Oh, she's worse than the coronavirus. Or he's worse than, please don't say that. Please don't say that. Yeah? Because God has a cure for the coronavirus. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you mustn't rebuff sin and express regret. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying, don't stay there too long. Don't allow it to imprison you. Why? Jesus already bore yours, yours, yours and my sin in his body over 2,000 years ago. There is no deficit in our account. There is no, none. It's cleaned. The slate is clean. You check our account. Jesus has cleared our account. Amen. And, the, and he said he cast them in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered anymore. So God is, is, is interested in your future and where you and I are going. Verse 7, hear this. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice. But see no man. This is very interesting. And the most interesting and fundamental and vital part of the, t the teaching 
is hearing a voice, but see no man. The men hearing a voice, but see no man. Saul hearing a voice, but see no man. It is key. I can't tell you how precious it is when you can hear the voice of God. We need to hear the voice of God in this season, especially now. Why? The enemy's mandate is causing us to focus more on Saul. But God wants the focus and emphasis to be on Paul. Paul means Pentecost. Why? Pentecost removes scales from Saul so he could see Paul. Amen. Pentecost removes scales so Saul could become Paul. Pentecost was what caused Ananias to make the journey to travel to straight, to straighten Paul to become straight. Wow. When children of God hear this word that God, the Holy Spirit, has given to me to release and to send to you, you will become straight. This word is going to cause children of God to be straight, mind straight, mood straight, heart straight, soul straight, understanding straight. Children of God, Pentecost is where, where we need to keep the focus. And this is all the straight that I have read or taught is only obtainable by your faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. So you're hearing the word of God. And the Bible said the word of God has made us clean, wash us clean when we hear it. So Pentecost is the greatest celebration and that's what we need to celebrate. Pentecost is jubilee. Pentecost is a celebration to celebrate the resurrection power of Jesus. What is the power of the resurrection, Pastor Sandra? Here it is. Acts 10, verse 38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That is Pentecost, children of God. Pentecost is what we must concentrate on, children of God, in this season. Pentecost is where we must lay the focus in this pandemic. Or our master and savior, Jesus Christ. That is the greatest celebration ever. So children of God, where are you in this season? Whereabouts are you in this COVID pandemic? Which one are you? Are you Saul kicking against the pricks? Or are you the converted Paul? Saul to Paul. Are you the converted Saul to Paul? Or are you Saul kicking against the prick? Are you Saul the vessel of honor who God has chosen to bear the Lord's name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, the open eye Saul, the preacher called to straight to straighten things out, to cause children of God to be amazed, the writer and author of the New Testament and prisoner for Jesus Christ, the history maker, the viper shaker and destroyer, the loader, the loaded anointing bursting with revelation apostle, or are you a bit of both? You are kicking against the goat, but still anointed. By the way, you will get two divine impulses when you kick against the goat or prick. These two divine impulses, you will either be poisoned or stung. Kicking against the prick or goat is kentron. 
kentron, K-E-N-T-R-O-N is a Greek word for prick. Prick is a point or a center. If you kick the point or kick the center, you will be stoned or poisoned. Kick against the goad or prick is a divine impulse. You will either be stoned or poisoned. So be careful. So be careful. Be careful how you kick. You are disobedient but still anointed. You are speaking in tongues but still living in Egypt and doing what the Egyptians are doing. Still involving in illegal transactions and corruption and you are still on the usher team or singing in the choir. You will be poisoned or stung. When you kick like that, you will get a divine impulse. You need to take your fill and ox, I better say we, we need to take our fill and ask God, what will thou have me to do? So children of God, where are you on this? Only you and I can tell. So he wants Paul to preach Christ. He, Papa God wants Paul. If you chose the, the side of Paul, he wants Paul to sort Elimias out in Acts chapter 39. He wants Paul to sort the damsel who followed children of God, men of God, selling divination and following the men um, of God around. He wants Paul to sort out that spirit of divination that is prevalent in the body of Christ. He wants Paul to sort that spirit out in the name of Jesus. Papa God wants Paul to send a rebuke to the spirit of divination which is distorting and, and the body of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. He wants Paul Saul to heal the impotence in Acts 14, 8 to 9. He wants Saul to sort, sort the churches out. The churches need sorting out. He wants Saul to, to sort the missionary journeys, um, sort his travel with Silas and Barnabas. There, there's a lot of Silas and Barnabas and Timothy that needs training, that needs, that needs grooming, that needs support that God, Papa God wants Paul to deal with. He wants Paul, Paul to train them up, to be stalwarts in Christ. Um, he wants Paul to deal with the council of Jerusalem. He wants um, Paul to sit around the high table with the, the officials that makes that makes guidance and, and draft guidance. He wants um, Paul to sit with them and to say, no, this is what is to be done. This is how you do it. You, you know, he wants Paul to deal with the council. He wants Paul to labor in the gospel and sort um, his arrest out. Uh, men of God who have been arrested around the world. He wants Paul to sit in the council to to sort to give counsel, to sort them out, to, to get them out of prison. He wants Saul to sort out his ministerial voyages uh, out, uh, you know, and where he's going. And he wants Saul to, to deal with martyrdom. There are so many uh, ministers who, 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 who around the world who, who are in this position. He wants Saul to offer his godly advice, his godly counsel. And finally, he wants Saul to get ready to write his epitaph. Amen. Um, and um, 
he said, verse 20, and straight away he preached Christ in the synagogue, that he is the son of God. Christ needs to be preached more than ever um, in this season. Christ needs to be preached in the synagogues. The synagogues need to be opened again so that Christ can be preached. Amen. So what a responsibility given to Apostle Paul. And Papa God, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked ways in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Thank you for this burden and for the privilege of sharing this burden with children of God. Let your presence be felt, Papa God, as your children listen to these humble words. Let children of God know that you sent this teaching for them to focus on where they are going and not where they are, they are, they are coming from. You said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts to prosper you, to give you an expected end. Give children of God the grace so they will not kick against the goats or the pricks, but to keep the focus on you. Give them the grace, Father God. And protect them from being stung and poisoned in the name of Jesus. Remove every scale, fog and filth from their eyes so they can see and hear from you. Cause a change in their lives, Papa God, that only you and you alone can cause. Give a divine revelation of who you are to all your children who are endeavoring to seek you. You said if they seek you, they will find you. Grant them peace and fresh hope in Jesus' name. Amen. And I close and check out for now. Um, God bless you. Pastor Sandra.